morning hours and mostly before daybreak as well. Pretty solid tonight after midnight. They'll move out and then throughout the day tomorrow, we'll have more scattered thunderstorms than what we've seen during the daylight hours. Overnight lows tonight in the 60s, tomorrow near 80. Rain chance moving out tomorrow night and then in returning chance of scattered storms and showers Friday, Friday afternoon and evening. Rain's also Saturday, potentially heavy by then, 80-ish each day. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Come to the Slidell Gun and Knife Show, April 10th and 11th, to see thousands of handguns, rifles, and shotguns, plus knives, personal protection items, and ammunition. Bring your gun to sell or trade. They offer appraisals and instant background checks. The Slidell Gun and Knife Show at the Harbor Center, Slidell. Take I-10 to Oak Harbor, Exit 261. Saturday, April 10th, 9 to 5. Sunday, April 11th, 10 to 4. Take I-10 to Oak Harbor, Exit 261. show time time for the tom fitzmorris food show marianne fitzmorris here ready to talk food with you tom maybe maybe not here as usual so um i don't know what's happening on television now but i've only watched a couple of sitcoms in my whole life and no drama shows but I know that there were times when you would have at the end of an episode to be continued, dot, dot, dot. And then when you revisited the show the following week, it would be on last week's show. So I feel like we have to start this show <clears throat> with a, um, a follow-up from yesterday. On yesterday's show, the subject was crawfish. And uh, <laughs> there were two things that I want to go back to. First of all, I apologize for leaving abruptly 30 seconds before the end of the show, but I actually thought I might burn the house down because I had on the stove a boiling stock in a pot too small for all the crawfish shells. So I was unaware of exactly how much liquid was in there. And then I just kept letting it boil and boil and boil. And two hours later, more like an hour and a half later, I started to get these intense whiffs of uh, crawfish spice. And I thought, oh, that smells good. But I never got a burn sensation from it. And then about maybe two minutes before the end of the show, I thought, oh, that's burning. And I, I realized, because I've done this before, that all of the water had burned out in the, you know, in the pot and that we were possibly ready to um, go up in flames. So um, having done such a thing before, a couple of times, I, um, I had to go and check right away. So I didn't even want to give it the 30 seconds. I don't want to turn around and see, because I can see from where I'm sitting into the kitchen and, um, and I, uh, I didn't want to have that happen. So that's the first thing. So now I have to go out. I had to throw all those away. I had to just scrub, actually with a razor blade. I, I cleaned the pot to get the, like, you know, 16th of an inch of blackness off the bottom. 
And now we have to start all over again, which is fine because I had to go more, get more crawfish anyway because the $5, I mean, five pounds of crawfish really amounted to two cups of actual crawfish meat. So, so much for that. I was going to, now that I'm obsessed with drive-through crawfish, it's like, how do you, are there drive-through crawfish places over there? Uh, you know, I, I don't, I can't think of any off the top of my head, I'll say. Okay. Maybe so we have more land over here and a lot more spaced out areas, but, um, but this is apparently, like I said, when I first saw this place, I thought, are you kidding me? And it turns out that that's actually a great idea. And so now there's a place down in Mandeville and I'm expecting to see others as well. But um, I'm going to go to the first place that I saw up in Covington to go get the remainder of the crawfish that I need to continue this quest for the crawfish bisque and the dip and all that. Now, do I, point number two from yesterday's show, Henry, do I owe you an apology because I feel like I might? I, unless I miss something, I don't think so, honestly. Okay. Because I, I was a little good. harsh. I was a little <laughs> harsh on you teasing you about the $6 pound crawfish. So, um, but, but that's, did you go investigate that? You said you were going to check did. it. I did. I went to go investigate. I'm a fool, uh, Marianne, is what I will say. <laughs> I don't want to throw those poor uh, gentlemen at Jefferson Seafood Nolan's Shack. guys under the bus. Under okay. the bus, yes. Uh -huh. I misquoted yeah. the price completely. And this is just okay. because when I am buying crawfish, I am inevitably buying three or four of these little bags and then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a pound of shrimp or whatever. And I, I, I don't uh -huh. pay attention to the price very much. It's actually $14. Uh -huh. I think I may have said 18 yesterday, but it's thirteen okay. fifty. You get three okay. pounds of crawfish, a really good potato, and a, a piece of corn as well. Okay. So just wanted to I, fix that. I, good. I'm glad you did because I kept getting texts saying, well, if he got, if it was just crawfish, that was high. But if there were potatoes and corn as part of the deal, then it wasn't so high. So the crawfish mystery of whether mm -hmm. or not Henry got snookered is now laid to rest. He I'm did sure not. I do get snookered. Don't worry. <laughs> they can smell the California coming off of me. So you still have the plates on there. You still have your California plates on. <laughs> I do, not for much longer. Though. Well, I get snickered with or without plates. I mean, I get snookered all the time because I'm just so snookerable. As my daughter loves to say, I'm the biggest sucker in the world, and I, I fully admit to that. So, But anyway, we want to make sure that we clarify that that was not a bad deal that Henry got from the Seafood Shack. Is that what it's called? Jefferson Seafood Shack. Yeah, I don't mind yes, being the butt Jefferson of a joke, but I certainly don't want to throw yeah. them under the butts. Yes. Okay, so normal prices happening at the Jefferson Seafood Shack. All right. We love, we love shacks anyway on this show. I mean, Tom doesn't. He's kind of a snob, but I do. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you would like to talk to me, Arianne Fitzmorris, I'm sitting here just waiting to take your call, especially the sponsored call. And uh, we're just talking about today, coffee cake. Today is National Coffee Cake Day. In looking in the refrigerator the other day, I've said this before, my, my culinary world should not be determined this way. But, and I'm gonna try and, and make myself sound better by saying that the reason I never started diet is that I'm always cleaning up 
something left over from something. And this goes back to what I call the seventh grade haircut, where my mother used to cut my hair all the time and she would get the bangs shorter on one end than the other. And so then the next day she had them and they were the opposite. And it just kept getting shorter and shorter until there was no more hair to cut because you could never get it straight. And that's how I feel like my diet goes. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I've got everything eaten except fill in the blank. So then I have to go buy more stuff to eat fill in the blank so I don't throw it away. And that's how it just keeps going on and on. So in the refrigerator, I saw some sour cream and some cream cheese which means that I now have to make spin dip because I can't let that go to waste. Let's go to Michael 75. Michael, save me for myself, although you're hardly the person to do that. Oi, hey, good morning. <laughs> it's, uh, it's afternoon, Michael. Really? I, ju I just woke up. No, I didn't. Uh, by the way, I'm watching a great uh, Netflix uh, uh, series called Stiesel. It's all about... a. a a Jewish family, uh, ultra orthodox, and living in Jerusalem, and all the trials and tribulations. It's fabulous, but it's all in Hebrew, so I can't understand it. But it's perfect because <laughs> they have uh, the uh, English language uh, subtitles, and I can uh, listen to you at the same time and watch the show. Thank you, thank you so okay. much. I'm so honored that we are part of your media gumbo each day. Well, anyway, if anybody wants to watch this series on Netflix, it's fabulous. But anyway, you know, my brother uh, did that. My brother did that. <clears throat> my brother has this odd obsession with Jewish, the Jewish state. Okay, oh, really? so he's well, always he'll love yeah. this. <clears throat> he's always going to no, no. He did what you're saying. He um, he's always going to Israel and um, Henry, not the older architect brother, my middle brother, and so. Um, so he would go to Israel and then he would rent an apartment, like a super cheap apartment, right in downtown Old Town. And it was something like, I don't know, $35 a day or something. And, and there's just something about that that I'm open jawed about. I just, I love the idea of that. It's like the adventure of it sounds so fantastic. And then he starts laughing and he goes, sure. <laughs> You need your five-star hotel. You're, you're, you're American. And I said, you know what? That's exactly right. I need a five-star hotel right next to yours. And I'm going to be an American trying to live that way. But it is one totally different experience. And I, I wish I could not be that. And I wish I could do what he did. Because I'll bet you it's so fascinating to do. Well, it does. But has, has he actually seen... The uh, uh, series called Stiesel? No, I'll have to tell him about it. What's it? How do you spell it, it again? S, S, uh, hold on. S H S H T I S E L. Stiesel. S H T I S E L. That's Hebrew. Okay. 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 He'll, he'll All right. Anyway, yeah, well, he goes uh, over there often enough. His daughter speaks Hebrew. So, wow. you know. Uh, yeah, so he would probably find that interesting. All right, go yeah, ahead, Michael. He'll love this. But anyway, uh, it reminded me, uh, another uh, living like a king, paying like a pauper. A uh, friend of mine who had a TV show, he was uh, Jewish, and he would take people to uh, on cruises to the Greek Isles and to uh, Jerusalem, and then they would go to Jordan and go to Cairo, etc. And uh, it, it was a, uh, a cruise. 
uh, on a cruise ship uh, yeah. from uh, you'd fly to Athens, and anyway, it, it was a fairly large price. So he calls me. He says, "Guess what? I got a great deal if you can get off for three weeks for you and your wife." He says it'll cost you like one fourth the normal deal because what happens on the cruise that you have to book your your uh, passage early, and uh, now they they have some open passages that I traded them for my TV ad advertisements on my TV show, and they gave them to me so I can give it to you for one quarter the price. So uh, we took off from New York, went to Athens, uh, got on the the uh, cruise ship, went to all the Greek Isles. Went, uh, then we went to all of Israel, and we went to where you said the old town Jerusalem. Uh, it, okay, so Michael, did you love this trip because you loved the experience, or because you loved getting it for a quarter of the price? Which one? Which one it's, paled it's, in comparison? To it, it, it's like it's like when I go to court and I have no chance, and I win a big case. It's the experience, and it's the price. That, okay. uh, that the evil insurance companies have to pay. So anyway, oh, uh, okay. Here, here it is. Uh, so anyway, it's a beta Meinhof. I've told you about that uh, German phrase before, right? Yes, mm -hmm. you have. Okay. Well, what happened was this. I'm on a two-week probation from cooking because I did the exact thing you said about two weeks ago. No, no, about two days ago. Uh, I let what? Uh, 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 what I, don't, I wasn't cooking crawfish. I think it was broccoli. I let it I let it sit for, uh, and, and the flames started and everything. And oh wait, you had food. flames? You actually had flames? I had minor flames. Yeah. So Ooh. anyway, uh, from from the water boiled out of the pot. And it, another it, 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 story for Mrs. Michael seventy five to tell us when she decides to come on the show and bear all. Okay, but for the two week uh, probation. <laughs> By the way. Um, I think I have a hunter-gatherer DNA because every day I want to go out and gather the food to bring back, bring back to the cave. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I'm. Yeah, you do. That's why I was going to say, Michael, if you have a two-week vacation from cooking, you don't need to cook because you must have so much stuff there from all of your hunting and gathering that you don't even have to. You can take a month off from cooking. You are correct. So I'm, I'm falling back on that. By the way, uh, speaking of today's hunter-gathering episode, uh, went to Dennis's Seafood and got uh, yeah. a great, uh, the great uh, uh, seafood boiled corn on the cob. Got the uh, uh, shrimp and uh, boiled shrimp, and then the uh, I said, "I'm gonna try these crawfish. Let me see what size they are." And they were beautiful, real big. I ate half of them on the way home. They were so great. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait. You ate crawfish while you were driving? Of course, no, I just ate the head. Yeah, I could do that. I had a friend, a lawyer, who used to live on the North Shore, and he would read the Bible all the way across the uh, across the uh, twin span. Well, the twin Bible span. doesn't get your hands as messy as eating crawfish. I mean, <laughs> crawfish—it's a messy uh, enterprise. No, I, I didn't eat the. Uh, I saved the shells. I didn't eat the shells. I just ate the uh, head. Which is not that messy, but I had seven uh, seven napkins. Um, by the way, uh, so anyway, they're three ninety nine a pound. But I don't want any. I don't want any uh, corn on the cob or potatoes uh, weighing it down. That that if they put that in there, it's like putting uh, uh, you know for a beef. You can't get your pauper price. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got you got to sell one, and, and they even had. Uh, 
what do they have? Some celery in there. I said, I want nothing green, nothing but the crawfish. So uh, tell, tell Henry, go there. That is, that is a fabulous place. Okay, now, Michael, I'm going to tell you, I am in nomenu.com very soon after I finish my other experiments with the crawfish bisque and the crawfish dip. I'm going to rerun my crawfish uh, tart recipe, and I, I, it behooves you to do it. So you'll have to get some corn and potatoes because it's that good. It's really good. Oh, good. That sounds great. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be at least two weeks when the probation's up. Well, that's fine because it's going to be two weeks before I get around to it. I don't have any probation, and I'm, it's going to take me that long to get around to it. So don't worry about it. Okay. Well, yesterday you were talking about no good truck stops in Europe. Uh, uh, contraire, Those are two. not truck stops, Michael. Those are not truck stops. We got two great things in Italy. We stopped on, on the um, autostrada. The autostrada. autostrada. I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. One of my favorite places. The autostrada and the auto route in France. And in France, we got the uh, what do they call that dessert with uh, the white uh, souffléed uh, uh, egg uh, cream? Uh, shoot, it, it's not like you remember. Sorry. The cake. The cake. The Chanty cake. No, it's no. Uh, it, okay. it is one of the, it's it's uh, something mean it means white. Oh, he wants to get in with us. He's uh, going to get in with us. Okay, wait. All right, Michael, stop for a second. I'm okay. going to take a break because Henry's going to start screaming at me in a second, and then okay. uh, Alan wants to talk to you. So we're going to conference everyone after we come back from the break. We'll let Henry set that up while we're doing the break. Okay, we'll be back. Five five six nine six nine six. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Yes, indeed. Let's go to Alan and Michael. Michael, I interrupted you. Hey, wait, wait, do we need it? Let's, Alan, we'll do your song on the way out this time, okay? okay. We'll, do, we'll do Alan's song on the way out. Yeah. yeah. You can just okay. jump right in without Louie. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Michael, okay, I, I was uh, hi, Alan. I, I I was saying that in Italy we stopped and we had this uh, porcini mushroom uh, with uh, tagliatelle uh, and, and a little. It's a truck stop, I promise you, and it was fabulous. In France, we had these. Uh, it's called uh, dessert. I'm trying to get the name, but it's meringue in in, in uh, like a. a uh, 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 I'm trying to think about. Uh, That's what I'm trying to like, tell you, Michael. Those are not truck stops. They're autostradas. Yes. They're completely different than the truck stops that you see in America on the side of the road. Come on. Okay, so anyway, I love the <laughs> I love the, the autostrada, the auto route in France, and believe it or not, the autobahn in Germany is by far the worst of the three. I like the other two better. And uh, all right. But uh, another thing, at, at Dennis. Alan's trying place. to talk to you, Michael. You got to take a break. Hey, Alan. Okay, come on, come on. You can moderate. He mentioned that porcini uh, pasta dish. I talked. Uh, 
say, can you can you give it to me one more time, Michael? Taglia Telly. Taglia Telly. That's the type of pasta you can put any kind of pasta, really, fettuccine, no, whatever. Yes. No, no, you just brought back memories. Uh, Chef Andre always does his own pastas, and and uh, that's where it's just kind of like sheets, just kind of torn mm-hmm. into little pieces. Am, am I correct? Mm-hmm. I it's it's that. a it's a big wide sheet noodle with little mm. scallops on the edges. Okay. Okay, well, and, and, and now if Michael wants to continue, but, um, you know, the reason why I called, I, I'm just I'm intrigued that, that, that he's watching that series of this Orthodox uh, um, uh, sect. Actually, it's um, in Israel. Uh, it's about this uh, little community of Haredi Jews. They're the ultra-Orthodox Jews that are easy to spot. You know, the men have the payas, the... the the side curls and and they wear the long black coats and uh, the women typically have have a head covering um, either like Muslims do or wear a wig like my mom did. My mom, uh, she would say she's not Orthodox, but um, in in many ways she was. And that's why she drove to Dornax (laughs) to get kosher foods. Uh, (laughs) there just about, uh, well, about every other week. Uh, anyways, um, it sounds like a bell rang. Is, is everything yeah. good? I don't know. Oh, Henry, was my... What was the bell for? Sorry, I was just cheering to Dorgnax. Always, always a good place. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> but the uh, yeah. the women, uh, the the girls, uh, and they're all everything in this show is about matchmaking. They're, they're, everything's arranged marriages right now in 2020. Arranged marriages. Well, yeah, they're they're trying they're trying to have their children not marry outside the faith because the numbers exactly. of of people who are practicing the faith as fervently as they do it, it's dwindling rapidly uh, we, that reminds me, we had a guy we had a guide in jerusalem he had red hair and he would always tell us uh, americans a lot of the jews make fun of me they think my parents were married outside the faith one of them because i have red hair <laughs> and he said I, I have to remind them that esau had red hair <laughs> well, the the problem is that it, not enough Jewish guys are listening to their mother about marrying a nice Jewish girl. That's the problem. Right, so, <laughs> uh, Alan is actually watching, Stacey? <laughs> I'm including what Marianne just said. I was said. about to uh, say, Alan, you didn't listen to your mother, did you? I didn't, but I tell you what, she's more Jewish than I am in many ways, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> actually, uh, I, I, my wife uh, is... Uh, Scottish, I thought Scottish, Scotch, Irish, but then we did a DNA on her, and she's forty nine percent Ashkenazi Jew. Well, I'll be. Wait, who is this? <laughs> who is this? Mrs. Wait, Michael seventy five. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, All right, yeah, this, so we're gonna try to get okay. some organization here. Go ahead, Alan. Well, back Alan, to the show. The last time, um, uh, dancer uh, Michael seventy five. Yeah, I've. I, I haven't seen the series in, in, in some time, and I'm, I'm, uh, I, I need to catch up. But last time I was with it, you had a young man who had a thing for uh, a, a divorcee, a woman who was mm-hmm. married before. And for some reason, that, um, that's looked down upon. 
I, I, do you remember that part? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, she was a gorgeous woman, but she was not a divorcee. She was twice widowed, and the and the matchmaker oh. says this. The matchmaker says this lady will kill you if you're married, and and we don't like uh, people been married twice, especially when their husbands die. How did That's this show get it. to be about this Netflix show and not about food? I, <laughs> for me, I like I like everything. Uh, side fell especially, but anyway, uh, which I don't, I'm going to dump both of you in about 30, so oh, not 30 seconds in a minute. Okay, good. Here's a quick, quick tips for people. $30 jumbo lump crab meat at Dennis is down, down to $26. Last thing uh, you, you talked about being snickered, didn't you? By these people, the correct word is snookered. It comes from a snookered. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I said snookered, didn't I? Oh, you did. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. And the last, yeah. last thing for Alan Pry. Watch this uh, movie uh, uh, where Jack Nicholson has the greatest coffee in the world called uh, Kopi Luwak. And uh, it's the most expensive coffee in the world. And it's, call it's called... Uh, oh. Uh, what, what, what's, what's <laughs> is this called? the one you know, where the monkeys poop it out? Is this the one? No, no the... It's, a, it's, a, it's a civet cat. But what's the, what's the famous cat. deal okay. when you write down all the things you want to do at the end of your life? You're up. Uh, Oh, yeah, a bucket a list. list. A bucket list. Your bucket yeah. list. That's the name of the movie. Okay. So that's that's it for my bucket list for the day. Woo! Woo! All right. Alan, do you have something else that you just want to talk to Michael? Because you can hold on if you want. I'm good. I'm good. I just wanted to cut in there. And I appreciate you letting me in. Thank you so much. And <laughs> here's Louie. He's gonna he's gonna walk me out. Alright. I'm gonna follow him out. We're gonna do a little second line and there you go. Thank you, Alan. Woo! <sighs> Gotta throw a net over Michael when he gets going. All right, we'll be back. 2.30, bottom of the hour news time for the Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. LSU Athletics Administrator Sharon Lewis files a lawsuit alleging she suffered harassment and career repercussions as a result of investigating reports of sexual misconduct by former coach Les Miles. Attorney Bridget Brown says Lewis had suffered continued harassment since 2013. She was asked why Lewis waited so long to file the suit. Really, until the Hush Blackwell report came out, nobody believed her. Because she kept reporting, nobody believed her. Now... Everybody knows that she was telling the truth. Lewis has worked at LSU for 20 years. The 2021 Louisiana survey finds 54% of adult residents feel the state sales tax is too high. Policy Lab Research Director Mike Henderson says not only is it a majority, but it's also a majority among the two major parties. Most Democrats think it's too high, 53%. Most of 39% who say it's about right and just 4% who say it's too low. Uh, but when you go to Republicans, it's even, even more say that it's too high, 61% of Republicans. LRN. Hello, can I help you, y'all? Hi, we're the Doubler Twins, and we do everything in doubles. Everything in doubles. <laughs> really? Yep, double the outfit. Our outfits look alike. Double the hair. Our ponytails are exactly the same. We even have matching parrots. Matching parrots to boot. Double-doubler. Double-doubler. So, what do you have that doubles? Anything that doubles? Um, oh, uh, how about Cash Double Doubler, the new $10 game from the lottery? You could win up to 20 times. Y you could both even win up to $200,000. Cash Double Doubler? I like the sound of that. Love the sound of that. Double your fun and play Cash Double Doubler from the lottery. Win up to 20 times. Win up to $200,000. Great. This is just what we were looking for. Bye. 
this is just what we were looking for. Hmm, I guess not everything is dumb. Bye. Huh. Pick up cash double doubler today. Win up to $200,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. You make me feel so young. That was a tough act to follow. So now we have Bill on the line. Bill, have you collected your thoughts amidst all that? Um, I didn't hear the question. Say it again. I said, said, were you able to collect your thoughts amidst all of that? Oh, well... (laughs) I had a hang. I had a hang. I had to redial because I was I was out of it for a few seconds there, and I once I got together, I called back. Um, okay. I have a couple of questions about mid doors. If you have a minute. Sure. Um, I'm going there tonight, and they have on the menu stuffed crab, and I know that you mm-hmm. are trying to find a reputable stuffed crab. So tell me about theirs, if you know. Okay, well, it's funny that you uh, asked that question because we actually wound up at Middendorf's maybe a week and a half ago. And um, I did have the stuffed crab. And the reason that I had the stuffed crab was that I imagined that it was the kind of stuffed crab that I was looking for. And it turned out that it was and it wasn't. It was, um, I got it on a seafood platter because we usually just go to Middendorf's and get the thin fried catfish. But because there was a stuffed crab on the seafood platter, I switched to the seafood platter, which was a reasonable portion. It was, it was $21 and it was a reasonable portion for us to even split um, and still be okay. So uh, the stuffed crab, however, had the Deanie's look where it was just this mound over this actual crab shell. And I was immediately suspicious, as I am whenever I see something like that, that it's going to be almost all breading. This was not. There was a lot of crab meat in it. So I would say it's not my favorite stuffed crab because that still remains... Uh, blue crab, which is a much smaller, normal size stuffed crab like you would have had back in the 60s and 70s. But this is the big fat version, except it's got a lot of crab in it. So it was good. I liked it. All right. Thank you for that. Um, and then there's a couple appetizers that intrigued me, and I wanted to see if you knew anything about their Italian oysters. Yes. Tom gets that. It is, I would say, a poor man's version of the Mosca's Italian oysters. 
And by that, I don't mean anything really negative. I mean that it's not the pinnacle, which is the, the Mosca's oysters. It's good. It's olive oil, garlicky, breadcrumby. It's all the same stuff. Only I would say that it's a seven or eight if Mosca's is a 10. Fair enough. Um, and then also look at the barbecued oysters on the F show. What is that about? You know, I think we got those years back and um, or maybe not so many years back, maybe a year or two back with some friends. And I would say uh, if you are curious about something sort of off the beaten path, get them. If you think that you are going to order some great find that's excellent and you can't wait to have it again, don't get them. Okay, understood. <laughs> and then the last one is, um, well, two more. What about their gumbo? I don't remember the gumbo making an impression one way or another. We've also had the gumbo recently and, um, and it was, you know, it was fine. Not nothing brilliant, but not something you'd go, oh, I wish I hadn't gotten this. It was fine, you know. If you're a gumbo eater and are not looking for the great gumbo of the world, you'll be satisfied. All right. Well, I think I'm going to go to the Italian oysters from Appetizer and the one-stuffed crab from my entree. There you go. Um, you should try the barbecue oysters just because it's a weird-sounding dish. It's a weird dish. It's not bad, but it's different. It's different. Gotcha. So I, I wouldn't replace either of those things with the barbecue oysters. But, right. you know, if, if you wanted to get something else just for fun. You've been to Middendorf's before, haven't you? Uh, maybe uh, 10 times or 12 times over the years, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, are you going to Slidell or the original? Manchac. Oh, it'd be great. Are you going this evening, you said? Yeah. 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 Uh, it, I hope the weather is still nice. They have a fantastic deck out back that is literally yeah. right on the water. So did you hear me talking about that last week? Uh, I, ha I think I did, but I have, I've eaten out there a couple of times. So yeah. Okay, I love so that you have. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. So then, you've, then you're familiar with it. You know that they're doing it like fast casual style now, huh? Uh, it's, yeah. It's a I, totally different setup. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's a great uh we love that patio. All right, have fun. I know you will. Middendorf's is great. Call me tomorrow and tell me how you feel about um how accurate that was in your view that stuff crab report cuz I I, I think that that's right. And I think okay. that's what I, you know, and I'm curious to see what what's your pinnacle of stuff crab? Um, kind of like your, your quest and finding it. I've never, um, ha I never had the blue crab, but that sounds like where I would want to end up. But, um, mm -hmm. for going half, half as far, I guess I'll take an eight. Yeah. Eight's good. This is good. I think <laughs> you'll be fine. Uh, I want to hear your report on blue crab too, because to me, blue crab is doing this, the, uh, the stuffed crab of my youth, my memory when you did stuffed crab and it wasn't about how big it was. It was about how much crab was in it. 
Correct. And how much this, media, how, how media was Yes, we have veered far off of that path. And now it's the bigger, the better, even if you have only a fraction of the crab and most of it's breading. I think that Middendorf strikes a happy medium, and I want to hear what you have to say about it. Okay. Have you I, ever had I your call? Did you did did you get your Cava Bistro sponsorship of a call? No, I did not. No. Okay. Okay. Then your call, Bill, is sponsored by Cava Bistro. You get nothing at all out of it except the honor of having your call sponsored by Cava Bistro. I'm going to take two showers this evening, just to just to make <laughs> sure I'm worthy. <laughs> Take care. Have a great time tonight, and give us a report when you can. Okay. Give give my Bill's best call. Time. What? I'm sorry. What? Uh, give my best to Tom. Okay. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, Bill's call is sponsored by Cava Bistro, which is fine dining in Metairie. Cava Bistro is Danny Millen back in the kitchen after 40 years of experience all over the place in restaurants. He turns out to be a pretty darn good chef. He is doing the kind of stuff that you have seen at places like Louis XVI. It's a small but wonderful gourmet menu. Soft lighting, candles, uh, roses, all those things that you expect to find dining. Cava Bistro, C-A-V-A. -A. Best time to get in Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here. Marianne Fitzmaurice sitting in for Tom, who may or may not join us briefly to talk about food, because that's what we do here. That's what he's been doing for 33 years. Me for just about, well, I don't know. The first time I sat in for him was 10 years ago. And that's been sort of a sporadic thing. But this uh, day job business started about two and a half years ago. Oh, no, just two years ago. Yeah, not even two, maybe. It's National Coffee Cake Day. I like coffee cake. I almost never eat coffee cake. I don't need to eat coffee cake. But for a while there, I was doing this um, sour cream coffee cake. It was so good. That makes me want to do it again. Oh my God. Somewhere I got to grab the reins on the diet. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. I'll go to Steve. I got Steve? good news and bad news. The bad news <sighs> what do I want first? It, what do I want first? The bad news is it's bad for your diet, but it's good for your wallet. Okay. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever been to drive through crawfish? Wait, did you, didn't you hear me talk about that? It's my new obsession. Yeah. drive through crawfish? Yes, yes. Okay, do you know about their Tuesday? Yes, I was talking about it yesterday. What's the matter with you? Okay. You don't listen to the show? We spent well, the whole show on minute, this yesterday. Every minute of every day, we went last night and uh, got $2 a pound crawfish. They were good, too. They were excellent. They're my... Probably my second favorite over here on the North Shore. I like Mandeville Seafoods a little better, but $2 a pound? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Mandeville Seafood is the pinnacle of excellence as far as I'm concerned. You could now, go in the back of that crab. place. Oh, I haven't had it. But you could go it's to the back of good. Mandeville Seafood and lick the floors. That's how clean they are. Okay. Okay. 
It's, it's, and that is impressive to me. I think that's really something, you know, especially if you're dealing with seafood. I mean, that place is spotless and they're, they're just excellent in every way. So I have not had their crawfish, but I'll bet you they're fantastic. Nor have I had their stuffed crab, which I'm going to have to go have because I, I would assume that it's great. Good to know. It's, it's very good. Uh, also Saturday night, we, walked over to Felix's with another couple and uh I got their crawfish etouffee that mm-hmm. was pretty good the only thing that was weird about it is the crawfish tails were fried but uh it was good it was good now, all right this was you said it was the weekend you said it was the yeah, weekend that, yeah okay. Saturday you know that's because Neil the corporate chef had swung by Oh, okay. All right. It's totally uh, different when Neil is there. It's like it's like you raise you raise you should raise a flag. If Neil's there, raise the flag up. If the flag's right. not up, don't go. My, <laughs> That's the way my I wife feel had about the, it. Had, my wife had the three bowls of soup, the three cups, you know, the sample. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh the gumbo was seafood gumbo, which I prefer chicken andouille, but the seafood gumbo mm-hmm. was good. The turtle soup was good. The oyster artichoke was, eh, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we also got two dozen oysters, and after we took out the loan to pay for them, they were good. <laughs> uh, and yeah. a few drinks, probably two drinks each, and the bill was $112. Well, there's something to be yeah. said for that. They are not cheap. <laughs> They're not. Cheap. Oh, I was about to say if the four of you had no, no, two people. drinks. No, no. Oh, okay. No, I was no. about. To, okay, two I was about to say if the four of you ate for that with is, drinks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now the other couples built. Uh, they didn't get the two dozen oysters, and their bill was eighty-six. Mm-hmm. So four well, see, people was, you know, two hundred dollars. So uh-huh. I mean, it's not a ripoff or anything, but you know. It's just it, it ain't cheap. It ain't ca- it ain't casual. No, it's casual. Uh, what's that? It's definitely casual. It's definitely casual. Well, not on pricing. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, back to the drive-through crawfish. So yeah. here's the thing on the drive-through crawfish. I had it yesterday for the first time because uh-huh. we went to Cafe Lynn for lunch. Do you like Cafe Lynn? Yeah. I think. Okay. I mean, I haven't been in two years, probably. I think it's crazy delicious. I do. Okay. I, I just, it's wow. Every time I go, I don't like sitting in the place. It's kind of cavish. So I made Tom sit outside yesterday. Okay. And, and it was spectacularly delicious, as it always is. He had the duck confit leg, which is just killer. And I had um, my usual there, which is the crab claws which are the best i've ever had over a pasta it's a dish i make myself with their pesce- wait um sauce anyway um i noticed this incredibly ridiculous line snaking yeah. around the parking lot and out on the street yeah. and i was wondering what is that it was a drive-through crawfish line so i got in it and got some crawfish yesterday and we did the whole show on this yesterday it was um i'm gonna make some crawfish bisque but Crawfish are, are too much trouble for me. I mean, it's two two cups of crawfish from five pounds. And I didn't snack at all while I was peeling them. 
So I and then I put them in a stock pot and and burned the water out of it. I almost set the house on fire. So now I got to go back and get more crawfish so that I can make my uh, crawfish bisque. So those crawfish crawfish will come from the other drive through crawfish place up in Covington and also Mandeville Seafood. Okay, there the, my wife and I talked about this last night because we were sitting out and we just found out that with shrimp you get about a 45% between 40 and 50% yield on okay. on the meat. Mm-hmm. Crawfish you get a 15% yield on meat. I don't even think it's that high. I was going to say 10%. But, but did, did you figure this out scientifically? Like, I'll believe no, you if you have some what, scientific formula. We we asked at, uh, Man, I think it was Mandeville Seafood last year about that, because we were doing shrimp, and we mm-hmm. were just wondering. We bought 10 pounds of shrimp, and they told us, you're going to get you know between four and five pounds, and we got exactly four and a half pounds peeling them. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, totally so, Those people are pros. Yeah. Are pros. So we asked them about crawfish and they said it's about a 15% yield. So crawfish I if am, you don't enjoy the sitting and the eating and the the social It's the social. It. It's the social. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, then, you know, I I can understand what you're saying. It's worth it to just buy the crawfish meat if yes. you if you're not doing it for the social aspect. Yes, agreed. But, uh, That's exactly what I think it's about. Uh, you know, Steve, you led me into that statement that I made about a month ago, and now you're leading me into another statement. You must be the statement uh, I am guru. The, the guru. Or the, wait, what is the, the, the Yoda? You're the Yoda of statements. Okay. okay. So um, I am happy to announce that starting uh, probably next month or middle of this month, um, Mandeville Seafood is going to sponsor what we're calling Fish School, which is going to be um, different fish and what you what what they are, where they come from, and what you can do with them. Cool. And Fantastic. I think that's a perfect fit because they really are the pros there. Anyway, okay. uh, that's well, it. I just ask, go ahead. Ask them what to do with pogey. Okay, they're gonna. We're gonna. They'll be every like two. I thinking two times a week, maybe three times a week. We'll take a different one, and we're gonna go through them all. So at some point, we're gonna get to pogey. But um, no, you but, no, you won't. That's what they use for cat food. That's a really horrible fish that they get out of the Gulf. Po- you don't. You're not gonna eat pogey. I'm pretty sure. You know. They, you know what. The mullet is something, you know, mullet is something that you used to say that about. And now, like in Florida, they eat mullet. That's a, I've like eaten a, mullet all my life. My, my grandparents yeah. lived in Bay St. Louis. And yeah. I've eaten so mullet So somewhere, all my life. I can assure you, someone oh, other some, than cats are eating pogey. Go ahead, some what? crazy Cajuns eating pogey, I promise you that. And fixing <laughs> it's, all right, it's Steve. delicious. Henry is starting to nudge me. All right. Flap him around for me a little bit. (laughs) No, I feel bad because I beat up on him yesterday. All right, Steve, thank you for calling, and we'll talk again later. 556-9696. We'll be right back. 
Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. I get misty just holding your hand. Oh, that's a sweet sentiment. Five five six nine six nine six. You're listening to the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. Tom just popped in for a second. He's very excited about our dinner plans for this evening. It is a gorgeous day as I look out of all of these windows. It's beautiful and sunny, and the kind of place you would go, kind of weather you would go sit outside and eat. But I'm not going to be. I I, I did for lunch, but not for dinner. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are talking about crawfish yet again, but you know what? It's only right. It's only fair. Crawfish are a big deal here in this area. And um, I was marveling about that yesterday and complaining that I don't get crawfish either physically or um, facetiously. I Wait, no, that's not right. Anyway, I, I don't get it. I don't understand the phenom, and I literally actually don't get them very much. But I did yesterday, and I have to go get some more in order to complete my crawfish cooking experiments for the season. I mentioned we haven't gotten to the almanac at all. That's been happening a lot lately. A lot of calls and no almanac. And I like the almanac, and I want to try to stuff it in when I can. It's National Coffee Cake Day. Tom said that he once overheard someone in a bakery say that he didn't like coffee cake because he didn't like the taste of coffee. Of course, there's no coffee in coffee cake unless you spill your mug on it. The basic coffee cake is sweet, crumbly, and thick cake of flour, egg, sugar, and butter topped with a streusel of sugar, nuts, and cinnamon. It's often baked in a tube pan, leaving a hole in the center. Coffee cakes often include other ingredients, apples and blueberries and the like. They're best eaten right after they finish cooking with a cup of coffee, naturally. You know, I made over the weekend, see again, this is the diet phenom. So I have all of these strawberries left. Now, if I was really serious about a diet, I could just eat the strawberries on natural. But no, because we have, we had this delicious uh, strawberry shortcake. And it was real strawberry shortcake. And it was just great, in my view, because there are people who like things much sweeter than me. What I like about the quote, real strawberry shortcake is that it's dense and cakey, not so sweet, and the strawberries impart their essence to it, and then the whipped cream makes it all fluffy. And 
I, it, I think strawberry shortcake is the only dessert I eat that isn't chocolate. So that's, that's something that I'm thinking of doing, another strawberry shortcake to get rid of the strawberries, of course. But I found this, um, I found some cream cheese, I found some sour cream, and I could use that sour cream for a sour cream coffee cake, which is delicious. I might actually do that. Tom would eat that, and I'll probably eat a little bit of myself. But it is the streusel on top is fantastic. Our daughter, when she was baking her last order of cakes, it was someone's wedding cake. She had this. Um, she had an order for turtle. It was um, a, a chocolate ganache layer. And by that, I mean like a thin spread of chocolate ganache. And then a thin spread of, um, I think it's, I think it's called um, like a pecan praline. That's what it is. A pecan praline sauce that she got, I think it was maybe from the Pillsbury cookbook. A pecan praline sauce next to chocolate ganache melded together makes quote, turtle. And so it was too good. And I don't even like that kind of stuff. It was so good that I told her, do not dare throw that away, freeze it. So what I might do is take that out, use the sour cream, make the sour cream coffee cake, and use that for the streusel. Boy, Henry, now as I'm listening to this conversation, I'm thinking, no wonder Henry says that he's hungry every time he leaves the show. Because it's it sounds good. <laughs> That coffee cake idea sounds really good. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Henry, did you uh, are you answering a phone call or, or am I disconnected? Have nope, I disconnected I'm right myself? Here. Okay. Uh, quite okay. sorry. Okay. All right. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. The edible dictionary word of the day today is bolit. It's brought to you by Dorgnack, one of the top twenty regional supermarkets of all time. Henry, you can hit your little bing after I say that. <laughs> a mushroom in a large family of meaty varieties. Bolit's most distinctive aspect is that the underside of the cap doesn't have gill-like spore structures, but a spongy mass with thousands of pores. The family includes some of the most prized mushrooms, notably porcini and seps. They grow all over the world, including in Louisiana. They are very common on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain. The undersides of these are often a brilliant yellow. Only a few members of the family are poisonous, but it's really important that you know which ones. But to mushroom, no mushroom should be assumed safe until checked by an expert mycologist. The biggest drawback of local beliefs is that the insects and worms love them as much as we do and attack them at morning's first light. To harvest bolites, you have to start early in the morning. Tom did that one time. We had a bunch of bolites here and Tom harvested them and did not check with a mycologist because he was very sure of it. And I love those kind of fat porcini mushrooms. And I said, okay, you go ahead and cook them and you eat them. And a few hours later, if you're still around, I'll eat some. And that's exactly how we did it. And they were quite good. 
and it was thrilling to know that we had harvested them right here at the Cool Water Ranch. 5569696 is the number. I am not sure if we have Stan. I have not checked in with Stan today. Wednesday is usually his day for calling, and I do hope he calls. Um, Stan, if you're listening, we'd love for you to call us at 3 o'clock and give us a report on where you are. We'll be back after these messages. Bottom, well, actually, top of the hour news, Louisiana Radio Network. The best in whining and dining daily. It's the Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show with Tim McNally from 4 to 5 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM New Orleans. Angeles Police Sergeant Jody Stinger discussing the defense's argument that an angry crowd of bystanders distracted Chauvin. There was some name calling, yes, but uh, and some foul language. That was about the most of it. Did that factor into your analysis? No. Why not? Because I did not perceive them as being a threat. Attorney generals from Texas and Louisiana on Tuesday took the Biden administration to court alleging that it is refusing to take custody of illegal immigrants convicted of serious crimes after the administration set rules narrowing its immigration enforcement priorities. The AG is saying that the memoranda failed to prioritize detention of criminal aliens with final orders of removal. USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. President Biden says his new sweeping infrastructure plan will create many good new jobs. Biden promoting the American Jobs Plan, calling it a blueprint for the future. Biden also saying he's open to compromise with Republicans, but says doing nothing is not an option. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and Florida's Emergency Management Director spent nearly 30 minutes on Wednesday blasting CBS and 60 Minutes for its segment questioning the state's vaccine rollout. That Publix was rewarded with exclusive rights in Palm Beach County uh, is something that even the dimmest bulb in the New York corporate media constellation would be, have been able to realize that was false. The governor saying back in December, dozens of locations in Palm Beach were administering the vaccine with Walgreens and CVS to senior centers to inoculate residents. You're listening to USA Radio News. Could an ancient mystery be determining the events of our time? Could it reveal the secret of our future? Are recent events a warning that we are approaching judgment? How much time do we have left? Author Jonathan Kahn releases the book that reveals what could not be revealed until now. His newest New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger 2, The Return. Embark on an epic journey to uncover the mysteries and revelations that are changing the world and will change your life. Available online and wherever fine books are sold. 
High unsafe speed is the cause of Tiger Woods' crash in February, according to Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanueva. Estimated speeds at the first area of impact were 84 to 87 miles per hour, and the final estimated speed when the vehicle struck the tree was 75 miles per hour. The posted speed limit on the stretch of road is 45 miles an hour. The vehicle's black box data shows that Woods put his foot on the gas instead of the brake as the crash occurred. California is enacting a new law regarding inmates. Just over 1% of California's prison population, or 1,129 inmates, have identified as non-binary, intersex, or transgender people. A September 2020 California law now... Thunderstorms coming through overnight. That's mostly the early morning hours and mostly before daybreak as well. Pretty solid tonight after midnight. They'll move out and then throughout the day tomorrow, we'll have more scattered thunderstorms than what we've seen during the daylight hours. Overnight lows tonight in the 60s, tomorrow near 80. Rain chance moving out tomorrow night and then in returning chance of scattered storms and showers Friday, Friday afternoon and evening. Rains also Saturday, potentially heavy by then. 80-ish each day. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Come to the Slidell Gun and Knife Show, April 10th and 11th, to see thousands of handguns, rifles, and shotguns, plus knives, personal protection items, and ammunition. Bring your gun to sell or trade. They offer appraisals and instant background checks. The Slidell Gun and Knife Show at the Harbor Center, Slidell. Take I-10 to Oak Harbor, Exit 261. Saturday, April 10th, 9 to 5. Sunday, April 11th, 10 to 4. Take I-10 to Oak Harbor, Exit 261. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com show back for the second course and since we have no secrets let me just go ahead and say Tom if you're looking for the coffee it's in the microwave along with the milk that's already in it so just go ahead and pick it up okay okay I did it okay five five six nine six nine six is the number we are talking about coffee cake I guess Stan did not call in huh no Stan today I didn't check with him okay all right, so um, I wanted to mention that the person who um, came up with the idea, actually didn't come up with the idea, but named food poisoning, tomaine poisoning, was born today in 1817. So that idea as a thing with a name attached to it had to have happened somewhere in maybe even the late 19th century. The man who created the word tomain from the Greek tomas, meaning corpse, was born today in 1817. Francesco Selmi thought that the nitrogenous 
compounds in spoiled food were responsible for food poisoning. That's not exactly true. Those ammonia-like aromas are a symptom, not a cause. The expression tomine poisoning is no longer used in the medical world for food poisoning, although many laymen still call it that. I guess it's just called food poisoning. But um, the idea of, of talking about that on a food show is probably not all that appealing, but it is interesting. I mean, I didn't know um, the origin of that phrase, and now I do. The old kitchen sage says it's much, much less likely than you think that your bout of food poisoning came from a restaurant. Well, I don't know where else it would come from if you ate out only in restaurants, but, um, well, I know I've gotten food poisoning several times, some really good cases of it, and it all comes from eating bad food, which I can't throw away, which I've already explained as my own particular um, crazy idiosyncrasy. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six, and my biggest diet thwarter. Anybody like a particular kind of coffee cake? It's National Coffee Cake Day where you might get coffee cake that you really like. I don't see a lot of coffee cake anymore in bakeries. Um, I'm trying to think of the last, it's not something I would look for though. So maybe there are coffee cakes in the case at bakeries, but I just don't look for them. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's uh, uh, my collection of different kinds of breakfasts that just about all people fall into these categories. Uh -huh. uh, one of them is the, uh, the fruity flavors. Uh, then you have uh, oh, you're talking about custardy kinds of desserts. Yeah, custardy and um, right. uh -huh. and let's see, there was one other thing on there: the custard people, the fruit people, and the chocolate people. And the chocolate people. Tom does not recognize chocolate as a food subgroup. But... I've, I've been watching for the people who were uh, cooking with us uh, about two weeks, and I uh, keep seeing the same three every time, which is great. Because you can, you know when You're it is. You're a custard person. I'm a chocolate person. And you are kind of sort of a fruit person. I've seen you really like uh, custards with fruit on top. That's a big thing for you. Yeah. That's why I told you about it. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that I really do think uh, that, that those kind of strategies are, are Now, there's an interesting custard out there that I think is... Um, is pretty gorgeous and um i'm trying to think of any place else i've seen this but i don't think i don't think it's out there oh. the new rest a while rest pat gallagher's while. place rest a while has a dessert called coffee and chicory creme brulee henry did you get that when you were there Oh, sure. That's all did I Did we tell of. you about that? I should have if I didn't. I don't think we did, Because you're a coffee no. guy. I love yeah. coffee, but I don't think we I got it. Yeah, yeah. This. Do you, do you like coffee and chicory? Coffee I do. Coffee and chicory, that's all I ever drink. Then my apologies for not mentioning that, because that is a particular dessert, sort of a signature there. Very nuanced. And it's exquisitely beautiful. And, uh, I mean, it's not something I would ever eat because I don't eat coffee or chicory but, um, or, or creme brulee. But for a person that likes those things, for them to be all in the same dessert, it's kind of a wow, you know. So double, double 
fun, double your fun, double your pleasure, as they used to say with the Wrigley Spearmint gum. Today is uh, the birthday of Francis Ford Coppola, 1939. Hmm. More than a few restaurants and food scenes appear in The Godfather and its two sequels, the movies for which he is most famous. Coppola's career as a vintner is equally impressive. He bought the old Inglenook estate in Napa, including the Victorian house of the Gustav Niebaum family, who founded the winery in the 1880s. Coppola recently renamed the state Rubicon, a reference to the marvelous mortgage-style blend of Cabernet Sauvignon and its usual partners that he makes there. Maybe he'll bring a few vintages. Actually, he's had lunch with Coppola already at his home in Napa. He grilled some great pizza. Which oh, like? Tom, every time I think about those trips, I kick myself for probably 12 years. Tom went to the Napa Valley Wine Auction in California alone, and I could have gone with him. I wasn't and there. I had little kids, and I didn't go, and I went finally the first and only time i went was in 2004 and we actually went to the coppola rubicon we went there that was uh... and had a dinner with i don't know what that 50 was... other people at that... long tables out on the lawn and um and i thought Wow, this is so fantastic. And, the, and then they stopped inviting the press to those events. And I never got to go again. But it was, it was glorious the one time I went. And that was one of the two big regrets I have of not going to something that I could have. Well, one of those... I mean, that's that, 12 of them in one. But anyway, go ahead. Everyone, he did a like that on his own stuff. It came out at Rubicon because they just picked up the name. Uh, Rubicon is a Ch Italian uh, and Roman uh, kind of food. And you can see that in the, the way the... Uh, the uh, it was pretty good. I have to say, he, uh, he knows his stuff. He's got a place in... Um, his, his ancestral family home in Italy, he now has, uh, it's not a resort, it's like a small hotel. I mean, I don't have to think of what it is, but um, it looks like a, a great place to stay. All right, we are going to take a break, and we'll be right back after these messages. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavor.
flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to me. I'm here, Marianne Fitzmorris, ready to talk to you about food. Tom is in and out right now. Is occupied with coffee in the kitchen, but not coffee cake today. Is coffee cake day? If you would like to talk about coffee cake, I would love to hear what you have to say. Best coffee cake you've ever had? Probably one that you made. I don't really think they're all that easy to find uh, in the bakery, but. That could be because I don't usually look for them. But I am starting to think about this coffee cake that I used to make from one of my favorite cookbooks ever. And it has no beautiful pictures, no incredible stories. It's simply a home cooking book. In fact, it's called The Home Cooking Sampler. And it is... Uh, a, a woman named Peggy Glass, and I've been cooking in it for at least 25 years. And I think the coffee cake recipe came from there. Five five six nine six nine six. Coffee cake is in the same family as shortcake, I think, and pound cake. And these are all cakes that I like, and I don't really usually eat cake. So I guess it's because maybe they're... I would say they're not that sweet, but coffee cake with its streusel shot, uh, topping is really sweet. Speaking of sugary things, the words to eat by today are from uh, William Kellogg, the cereal magnate born today in 1860. And he said, how can you eat anything with eyes? You know, I can't really argue with that sentiment, but I, sentiment, but I think think that I have not known, maybe he was a vegetarian, and I, I didn't know that. Of course, that's not something I would, you know, look for or stumble upon other than in the almanac, maybe. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. I am, um, if I, well, never mind. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not even going to go there. If the little espresso cup is more than half full with a single shot. It isn't really an espresso. That's the deaf dining rule number 169. I'm trying to remember if Tom had four espressos or four cappuccinos last week. I think it was four espressos. I'm not really clear on the difference between those two things. Um, I think that cappuccino tends to be larger than espresso. Uh, Henry, do you know the difference between a cappuccino and espresso? I, I do not know what a cappuccino is off the top of my head, although I am kind of ashamed I, that I don't. Uh, I, I think a cappuccino is an espresso with a lot of milk on it. A I believe so, because espresso is, is just... foaming milk, yeah. Exactly, yeah, and then espresso is a, a specific brew of coffee that's very strong in a very small amount, where a cappuccino and is it's always served drink. black, right? It's just, mm -hmm. espresso is like a shot of coffee, is that right? It's very strong coffee, but yes, it is essentially a, a shot of very yeah. strong coffee. Okay, and then a cappuccino is that with foaming milk on top. Yes, I thought it was something more complicated uh, at first, but it is basically just an espresso with foamed milk, yeah. 
steamed milk, yeah. pardon. Right. But, and makes a lot of noise and um, a big, it's like a big, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. a big fuss. Let's just say that cappuccino is an espresso with a lot of fuss to it. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Today is the feast day of Saint John the Baptist de La Salle, born in sixteen fifty one. In you know what? This is one of those words that I'm never quite good at saying. Those European cities like G H E N T, pronounced. Uh, I I want to say it's re, I, and I think that's not it. I know Michael seventy five is screaming at the radio right now. And uh, he'll call tomorrow and tell us what it is. To a wealthy family, he became a priest and took on a mission to improve education among the poor. To that purpose, he founded a Catholic religious order, the Christian Brothers. The Brothers will operate schools around the still operate schools around the world, but they also um, they also have a winery. They're well known in the country for their winery, which was built in 1882. In the impressive castle-like graystone just north of St. Helena in Napa. Is it St. Helena or St. Helena? Henry, you're from California. I think it's St. Helena. I think it's St. Helena. Oh, okay. They sold the winery in in 1989. Greystone is now the home of the Napa campus of the Culinary Institute of America. So the legacy of teaching goes on. Christian Brothers Brandy is still around too. I only know of St. Helena uh, because of Taylor's Refresher. That's my thought associated with that. It is St. It is, that is where it is, isn't it? Taylor's Refresher. I, I have no Deep. idea what you're talking about, Mary I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Taylor's Refresher is a thing in Napa. Let's go to Ron, the gourmet neighbor. Ra- waiter, I'm sorry. I can be the gourmet Hello? neighbor. I know you Don. are the gourmet well, Normally. But Don is, yeah, but Don is the gourmet neighbor, and, and we're just going to keep that one locked up. You are the, um, well, you're the gourmet everyman. You're everywhere. You can, you can uh, be that. Today I'm in my truck with a whole bunch of welding supplies, so I haven't been listening, but I figured I'd call in and say hi. Hi. Where, where are you welding? Um, in Treme. I'm building a uh, some down rails. It's the rails that you hold on to when you walk down steps. They're, uh, they're iron, old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, I was making meatballs and spaghetti tonight, so I figured I'd call up and ask Henry how he makes his meatballs. You know, I I was going to say this to Henry off the air, but I'll just say oh, it goodness. to both of you Please. on the air, okay? I've decided that I'm going to have fun with the Ron and Henry show, and that the Ron and Henry show, we need a theme song for the Ron and Henry show, and the <laughs> Ron and Henry show is going to pop up in the food show. Okay. okay. You know we. You know. So we you can. guys are going to have your own pop up. What? We can, but uh, I'm sure Henry might want to have the show since Henry's actually employed by the station. Uh, maybe it's the Henry and Ron show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's let's. We'll think of a clever name for it. You know, you can think of. I think you should think of like a one word name for it because it is a pop up after all, and so it's got to be hip. And 
and cool. And it's and so when when Ron calls, when Ron calls, and I know that Ron's on the air, we'll play this music and then we'll we'll make it sort of like a little like a little um just like a yeah, it's a pop up is the word because it's popping up in the food show. It'd be like a little vignette inside of the show, and so I will just you know probably go fix Tom some. Let's try let's try it right now. I'm fixing Tom some coffee, so I'm going to go and fix Tom the coffee that I've been fixing for the last thirty minutes, and you guys take it away. This is the Ron and Henry pop up inside the food show. All right. Oh my go. goodness, go what ahead. pressure. It's not, uh, it, it reminds me of, uh, it's, I'm getting a little deja vu to when we did the show by ourselves, Ron. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the challenger, an employee of WGSO in the blue corner <laughs> with the red trunks weighing in at 185 pounds. Henry! <laughs> wow, you've been, you've been stalking me? You got me right down to the, uh, to the letter there. That was perfect. <laughs> I got my red trunks on today, too. Goodness. Now, Henry, you have to introduce me. Oh, of course. In the blue corner with the red trunks, I don't know why we got that mixed up, uh, weighing in at uh, <clears throat> pounds, it is Ron, the gourmet uh, waiter, gourmet reporter, whatever he, uh, whatever title he, he so wants that day. That works. Now, we'll have to give Marianne some of the uh, royalties when we, uh, when we come out with our cookbook. Uh, of course, yeah. Our cookbook uh, titled The Culinary Stooges. <laughs> yeah, we need the third one, honestly. So you asked about meatballs, uh, Ron. Yeah. I, I have a shameful secret. I grew up eating not great meatballs. Oh, I hope my mom isn't listening right now. I grew up eating turkey meatballs almost exclusively. Uh, and I know some people don't like turkey, they, and they like to mix in a lot of meats in their meatballs. I don't mind it. I think a heavily spiced meatball is uh, really not that bad, but... Honestly, I'm very open to meatball recipes because that is something that I simply did not eat a lot of growing up, I got to say. You know what I do? I got a couple of tricks for the meatballs. One of them is Please. when you do your beef, mm-hmm. uh, you want to put some breadcrumb in there. You also want to put a little Parmesan cheese. Oh. Um, put your uh, fresh spices in. And if you can, mix up your beef with a little bit of ground pork because the pork has a little more fat. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, that with the uh, breadcrumbs, what the breadcrumbs do is they hold the uh, the juices inside the meatball to where when the meatball cooks, the juices don't come all out because the breadcrumbs in there to soak up that moisture. And that way, mm. when you bite into your meatballs, uh, you can taste those fresh herbs and they're also nice and moist. I typically put them in a 400 degree oven for about 10, 15 minutes. And then I take them out and I put them right in the sauce and I let them finish, Ooh. finish off in the sauce. That's the best way. You got to let them finish in the sauce. You got to cook them in the sauce. I honestly, meatballs, marinara sauce, and spices, uh, it's one of those simple dishes that I will absolutely never get tired of uh, for any reason. Now, when you are eating some uh, meatballs, marinara, I assume you've got a drink with you. Are you a beer person, Ron, or are you a red wine with your Italian? Uh, with your uh, meatball red wine marinara? with my Italian, preferably a, uh, a beefy Cabernet. A Cabernet that's mm. got a, a nice little uh, amount of tannin in it. I agree. I think that's a fantastic little uh, pairing there. I have to admit, I really have a thing for an IPA. And I know that sounds a little odd with this, but a nice IPA with Italian food. I don't know why, but uh, there's something about the intensity of an IPA that I really do think goes well with 
uh, a hearty dish, a cheesy tomatoey dish of uh, marinara and spaghetti, whatever noodle you're using. Yeah, and that, while you're at it, you may as well make your own pasta. Um, get a uh, about a softball-sized amount of flour on the counter. Put your fist right in the middle of it to make a bowl. Put, I'd say, four eggs in there. And then uh, whip the eggs around until the flour starts to incorporate. Roll this ball around on a floured counter. And then uh, after you've kind of formed it up and gotten it all even, put a dish rag over it and come back in about an hour. Mm, okay. And then you're going to need a wine bottle or a roller and uh, cut this thing into strips. <laughs> and then uh, roll that out on the counter. And then get a pizza cutter or your sharpest knife. And then cut these little pieces of pasta into whatever shapes that you want. You might even want to get some of your marinara and some of your meatball and then get some uh, that cheese that they use in lasagna and uh, go ahead and stuff them. Take a square and, and turn that over. And what you're ba- basically making is you're making big pieces of ravioli. Oh, and then you goodness. take those, uh, fork the edges, crimp the, the edges with the fork, and they'll probably take about four minutes in salt water, uh, gently boiling, and now you've got... Uh, ravioli to plate up and you can put some more red sauce and meatballs and cheese all over the top oh you're killing me i marianne said it earlier but i really do every single time we finish this show i am dying uh, at the end of it i i am always so so hungry and that is one of those dishes that just gets me going oh i think i can hear her coming back oh oh, you, oh so you haven't known that i've been sitting here for the last four or five minutes oh oh how, oh. how unsettling <laughs> And I thought we'd have to wait until the Henry and Ron cookbook came out for everybody to learn about our Italian. Anyway, I got to run. I got some metal to unload. Uh, Henry, pick the music out for us, and that's a great idea, Marianne. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Ron. Great hearing from you. See you well, soon. Well, yeah, but it can't be 10 minutes, guys. It's got to be like two or three minutes. That's all. All right? Anyway, uh, we have to be concise. Um, you got to rain us we'll, in. We'll t- We'll talk, we'll talk more about this uh, off the air, Henry. All right, 5569696 is the number. Um, it is 3.30 and time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. We'll be back to talk some more food after this. Um, I want to mention that it is National Coffee Cake Day. Mm. And we were talking just a little bit about coffee cakes. Henry, just real quick before we go to the news. If you are from California, turkey meatballs are really kind of the only kind of meatball they have there. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it is it true. Is. It really is true. Okay, we will be back after the news. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. The attorneys for LSU employee Sharon Lewis discussed today her $50 million lawsuit against her employer that alleges school officials retaliated against her for speaking out against sexual misconduct. Attorney Bridget Brown says her client was berated, robbed of pay raises, and ostracized by her colleagues for investigating sexual misconduct allegations against former coach Les Miles. The things that Sharon Lewis went through, no human being should have to suffer. The RICO suit alleges a conspiracy to cover up alleged harassment by Miles and targets a number of current and former LSU leaders. Sharon Lewis had a nervous breakdown because of the way she was treated. Les Miles, the Board of Supervisors for LSU, now it's our turn. I'm Matt Doyle. Lewis was one of several LSU employees asked to speak at tomorrow's Senate Select Committee on Women and Children, but LSU's legal team has informed the legislative panel that because of the lawsuit, no one from LSU is allowed to appear before the committee. LRN. Hello, can I help you, y'all? Hi, we're the Doubler Twins, and we do everything in doubles. Everything in doubles. Really? Yep, double the outfit. Our outfits look alike. Double the hair. Our ponytails are exactly the same. 
We even have matching parrots. Matching parrots to boot. Ah, ah, double doubler. Ah, double doubler. So what do you have that doubles? Anything that doubles? Uh, oh, uh, how about Cash Double Doubler, the new $10 game from the lottery? You could win up to 20 times. Y you could both even win up to $200,000. Cash Double Doubler? I like the sound of that. Love the sound of that. Double your fun and play Cash Double Doubler from the lottery. Win up to 20 times. Win up to $200,000. Great. This is just what we were looking for. Bye. This is just what we were looking for. Hmm. I guess not everything is double. Bye. Huh. Pick up Cash Double Doubler today. Win up to $200,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they've come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.funkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge this Friday, April 9th, Mark Mullins. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are never what they seem. Oh, no truer words were spoken. Let me just mention before we get back into the show that uh, one of the new advertisers on the show is Chifunctas, the restaurant that I have talked about in just really been gaga over since the first time we went. It is, along with its sister property, uh, the anchor in the old Friends building, but that is where the similarities end. The Chifunctas is the best new restaurant anywhere in the metro area. That's what we said about it in 2020. It opened uh, at the end of 2020, and it has been just a fantastic addition to not only the North Shore dining scene, but the entire metro area. This is a one-of-a-kind restaurant. It's in a class all by itself. Chifunctas is where you're going to find the silver dining cart of the totally exclusive, glamorous, gourmet restaurant, the carving board that gets moved around the dining room, changes what's inside of it every night. This is where you're going to find a wine room with all of the greatest bottles and even its own saber. This is where you'll find a kitchen that has every imaginable thing on a chef's wish list. They have their own baking section where they bake everything in-house, whether it is the house bread, which is simple and sublime to their own profiteroles and mini shrimp poor boys, uh, poor boy buns for their amuse-bouche every evening. This is where you will find the finest ingredients and a chef that knows exactly what to do with it. Chifunctas is a fabulous new restaurant 
on the North Shore. It is absolutely worth whatever it takes to get there and experience it. We have, I tease Don, the gourmet neighbor, all the time about how much trouble he's making and he's got to get a car and get his friends and they're going to drink and, and all that's fine and it's worth it. It's worth all the trouble to go to Chifuncta's and experience this unique and fabulous non perial dining experience. That is not hyperbole, by the way. 407 St. Tammany Street, where St. Tammany meets the Chifuncta River. That phone number for reservations is 985-323-4800. Chifuncta's. This is a new sponsor to the show, and we are absolutely over the moon to have them. All right, we were talking about uh, coffee cake. A lot of crawfish talk, as it is crawfish season now, about drive through crawfish which I am now kind of psyched about. Uh, in the next day or so, I'm going to drive through the original drive through crawfish place in Covington. And uh, a place I used to laugh about, it, it's doing a, a crazy business. And so I'm going to get in that line and get some crawfish and finish my crawfish experiments uh, where I'm going to stuff ahead for crawfish bisque and use the cream that is in the refrigerator left over from the strawberry shortcake, which means I can't bake the strawberry shortcake because I don't want to go buy any more cream and then have the same seventh grade haircut situation where I just keep eating things I shouldn't because I'm trying to get rid of the last thing I cooked. But these are my, we need a, what we need is a psychoanalyst here on the food show to, to figure out why I have all of these weird idiosyncrasies. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here. I'd love to do that with you. Uh, there is a Tom, as you know, in his almanac has uh, birthdays of people who have somehow or another food in their name. And since we spent such a long time talking with listening to Michael seventy five talk about the Jewish show, uh, peanuts. Hucko was a clarinetist on the Lawrence Welk Orchestra, born today in 1918. Lawrence Welk. Do you remember Lawrence Welk, Tom? Very much wow, so. Wow, that's like a, he was a, it's almost like a century European ago. Leader. I think it was a century ago. Yeah. What? He was a chef. Very much a, a No, he was the Lawrence Welk show I was getting with the, the Lennon sisters. He, Lawrence Welk was never a chef, was he, Tom? He, no. He, he, his... Uh, he started out as a five bun uh, guy you would hear in a radio in the, in the middle of the 50s. Yeah, but he was never a chef. Why are you saying uh, no, you say he, he was, was a chef? definitely the guy who was, was cooking on the, on the. He probably had a chef. Ocean top here. And he did, yeah. He was, uh, uh, but he was all of all mainly the guy who was uh, the. Bubbles. Tom, bubbles did he ever use, other, did he ever use bubbles, your, um, did bubbles. he ever. No? Just now, don't you hear what you heard, Bobby? Oh, Tom's going to scat for us again. <laughs> hey, Tom, did yes. you ever, um, uh, did the, the music that you used for the food show, was mm -hmm. that ever on Lawrence Welk? Because it seems kind of Lawrence Welky. <laughs> uh -huh. the, themes, the theme song for the food show seems kind of Lawrence Welky. No? Yeah, very much so. Was it? Was it? Fits right in to me. Yeah, but uh, was it ever on the Lawrence Welk show as some sort of theme or anything? No? Holiday for Strings, was that ever a big thing on the Lawrence Welk show? Uh, tell no. me that, that again. I no, the Lawrence Welk show yeah. 
was your theme song holiday uh -huh. for strings ever yeah. a featured uh tune on the lawrence welk show yeah, it seems like the kind of thing that you would hear lawrence. on lawrence welk yeah he, he was established in a certain little i think i'm gonna get that answer but if you're old timey and you you want a hot kind of way to to uh change the mm -hmm. way things are cooked in your place it's terrific yeah five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to me i'm here to do that with you we uh let's see we didn't have a lunch today so oh. there's we, we did have dinner last night though oh at the chimes yeah not um not anything worth talking about except the waitress who was just lovely uh, waitresses have a lot of things to do besides waiting on your table. A waitress really has to know how to engage guests. It's always extra interesting at our table to watch Tom engage a server. And the reactions that Tom gets from servers are wildly varying. They're either scratching their head or they, they are incredibly participatory and they get in with the joke and they give it back. Like the, the, the prize for that will always go to, I think her name was Nicole at avo mm -hmm. when you asked that was in your pet bunny phase the pet bunny phase i'll have to ask mary lee how long the pet bunny phase went on but it was a few years where when a server would come to the table it's quite interesting to eat at a restaurant with tom a uh, very few people besides the family and a few others have experienced it but it's something that i'm sure waiters could tell you about <laughs> But anyway, uh, there was the pet bunny phase. Mm. And when a, a server would come to the table and say, is there anything else I can get you? And you would say, well, I'd like a pet bunny. And to which you can answer, uh, would you like your bunny medium raise? And, <laughs> no. and, uh, no, we never can, did get into eating a pet bunny, just the pet bunny itself. But there was this one time at Avo where the waitress, Nicole, actually came out of the kitchen with a napkin wrapped as a bunny. If you've been on a cruise ship, they, they always take a towel from the bathroom, and that's one of their big training items, I guess, to how to make towel animals. So she must have gotten that training somewhere, and she came out with a napkin that was fashioned as a bunny. So mm -hmm. she is the Hall of Famer for servers dealing with Tom. I have to say, without a doubt, she's the, she's the thing that everyone should aspire to if they should ever aspire to that. <laughs> Mary Lee and I have lots of jokes about what happens behind the, uh, behind the wall where the servers go after they leave a table. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. I want to mention that Antoine's is the one. It's the original. 181 years serving fine, classic Creole dishes to New Orleanians and visitors alike. 
You can experience Antoine's the, Antoine's the regular way by just making a reservation and going for lunch or dinner, or you could do it if you've not been. Ease into it. It's a, you know, sort of a less formal way. Get the three-course special for $21 at lunch. $15 extra for wine pairings. They also have a happy hour every day in the Hermes bar which is a more casual way to experience Antoine's. It's a definitely a different experience. And it's... Henry, what's going on? Is there something happening? Am, am I doing that? I don't know. I'm hearing... Okay. Uh, and my doggie's settled, so... Um, Antoine's a great place for a party, too. They have a lot of different size rooms that can accommodate the protocols for COVID and the size of your guest list. We have had two birthday parties for Tom there, each one as fabulous as the next. Antoine's, as Tom says, in all the world, there's only one Antoine's. They are located at 713 St. Louis Street. And the phone number to make a reservation, and we highly recommend that you do that. If you've not done it, good heavens, what are you waiting for? They've been here 181 years. Antoine's, 581-4422, and we'll be back. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? You know, I am <clears throat> thinking about the, the, um, the pop-up in the show. And um, I was thinking about another way we were going to do a fun little segment with Nicole, who will be on tomorrow at her usual time at 3. Oh, I forgot to mention the other one that I needed to talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. But uh, The Anchor is the other restaurant that I wanted to talk about. It is one of the uh, two sister restaurants in the space of Friends. It's the downstairs casual version of Chifuncta, but there's very little in common with each other. One is ultra glamorous upstairs. The other one is under, under roof and out by the water. The only connecting tissue between these two restaurants is the talents of the chef, Michael Gottlieb. And he is incredibly talented. They have a pretty extensive menu. Last year when they opened, it's a seasonal place. So it opened at the end of last year. And then it closed when the weather got really cold because there is no indoor there. It's all outdoor. It's under roof, but it's outdoor. So it can get kind of chilly sometimes, which is why they close it in the colder months. But it opened with a much bigger menu, and there'll be different changes, like I miss the ham and cheese dips. And he said he might bring them back as a special, but it has pretty much settled into a pretty great menu. There are seafood plates, poor boys, sandwiches, salads, really interesting appetizers, 
And they have for people who are boating and pulling up at the dock, because it's right on the river, For there is a little section of seating that's literally in the sun if you want to sun yourself right at water's edge. But you can pull up in a boat and pick up a barbecue family pack. They have the smoker going all the time. It's a great place for families. They have games for the kids. It's a wonderful new addition to not only the North Shore, but just any place in this area. It's a great outing for anyone. It's, it's the Anchor in Madisonville that is also at 407 St. Tammany Street, right at the river. The phone number is the same, 323-4800-985 area code. That's the Anchor and Chifuncta. The two restaurants, one on top of the other, a really fantastic place to experience if you have not done so yet. I also wanted to note that Pascal's Manali is a uh, is an iconic New Orleans restaurant. I want to start branding some of these places as iconic New Orleans, which they absolutely are. If you've been around for 100 years, you are iconic. That's not to be quibbled with. It's a great place to hang out, too, as well as to eat. That's what I like about What, The Anchor? Yeah. The Anchor. Oh, yeah, it is a great place. We did it with Jude when he was here. We sat out and sunned ourselves. I've gotten to the point where dining <laughs> in this kind of weather is less about dining and more like a cheap way to go to the beach. I, I dress like beach, and I sit in the sun, and I just bake, and I've really enjoyed doing that. Uh, for the last couple of weeks as the weather has been absolutely fantastic. I can't believe it's already April. I mean, it's just crazy how fast it's going by. Absolutely crazy. 5569696 is the number. Oh, I started to say, so Nicole and my sister, Sylvia, have been talking to each other and me in the last part of Nicole's segment when she calls in at three o'clock. So we're doing some tweaking to Nicole's segment, which is tomorrow. And we've decided we're gonna get, we're gonna put Nicole to work a little bit more. She's going to find out about items that sell better than other items. So if you are curious as to the brand that you use being a really popular brand, we're gonna know if that's true or not because people have their habits, they stick to their habits, and people who order things that have run out will know how much they're ordering versus another brand and how often they have to order that. So Nicole is getting some, some intel from the floor of the store, as we're calling it, and uh, we'll be talking about that, best sellers versus not such good sellers. So you can find out how you, how you stack up with other shoppers. We're going to keep the, uh, the original premise of that segment, which is what you might find missing in the store when you go. We're going to keep that, but we're also going to add to it. And then my sister, who is, um, I'm going to start calling a farmer a fennel farmer gave me another gigantic bag of fennel today and uh nicole has been using a lot of it but we have spent a lot of time talking off the air about fennel 
So we're going to uh, incorporate something we're calling fun with fennel with Sylvia. And we're going to talk about possible uses for all of the fennel that Sylvia, the green thumb, is cranking out at her suburban Metairie house. She says that it's taking over, and I totally see that, but I keep bringing home, like, trees of fennel whenever I go to her house, and, um, and we need to figure out what to do with that. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk. We are here for just a few more minutes talking about food. And you're coming with us for Tom the party today. Tom has been doing that for a long time. Tom is very excited about going to dinner tonight. Yes. And, and we haven't gone uh, in a while to uh, Dakota. Mm-hmm, that's true. And I threw I that, that out, and he grabbed it almost like a what is that? that child's game, hungry hippos, you know, I just like snatched it out of the air. Yes, we're going to do that. So um, we're going to, um, we're going to go there and, and enjoy some Dakota. You know, someone asked me about Dakota the other day, and I said this about that. Dakota's been around for 30 years on the North Shore. They just celebrated their anniversary, I believe, last fall. Or maybe it was 19, I'm not sure. No, it was last fall. And um, they were the original gourmet restaurant on the North Shore. I mean, there are probably people who would quibble about that and say that Pat Gallagher's Winner's Circle, but I don't, I don't know if I would put those two in the same category. This is a kind of glamorous place, Dakota. So they they arrived on the scene in 1990. These are two expats from Jubins in Baton Rouge. One of them hails from North Dakota, which is why it's called Dakota. And uh, it was, I don't know how well known it was when they first opened 30 years ago, but 30 years ago was a long time. I mean, that was, let's see, 1990. So um, we were just coming out of the contemporary Creole phase, but I think dining around town had changed completely in the 80s when the casual gourmet Creole bistro became a thing. And so Dakota arrived here, and I'm sure that very few people on the North Shore had any idea what to do with Dakota because it was so gourmet and glamorous. But Kenny, one of the owners, Kenny LaCour, is from Covington, so it was a natural fit for it to open here. And over the years, I've gotten bored with Dakota because the menu doesn't change a lot. And I just sort of kind of walked away from it, mainly because places were opening up that were also gourmet and had a different menu and something else to offer. And so we started going there. And honestly, it was a long time that we didn't go to Dakota for all of those reasons. And then I guess out of sheer boredom with not enough places to go and because we were staying kind of close to home, we finally went back to Dakota, I don't know, maybe summer of last year. And I was absolutely wowed by how delicious it was. It was the same menu. 
cooked by the same person, Kim Kringley, but it's just delicious. And the standards yep. are exactly what they've always been. And it's absolutely a delicious restaurant. Wonderful. And then I go a couple of times and then I get annoyed by the menu again. And then I go away and then I decide I'm going to go back. And it's the same thing every time we go back. It's a delicious place to eat. And, um, and so I didn't have to ask Tom more than once if that's where he wanted to go. And he said yes. So Tom is already ready to go. Wonderful. And even though they don't open till five, Tom is ready to go. Well, it's five. So, no, it's not. It's not. It's not well, even close. It's going to get to four. Yeah, we have to finish the show. We have to do some production and then we can go. At some point this weekend, I have to figure out how to, how to cut the grass. Let's see. Uh, in 1812, the territory of Orleans was admitted to the Union and became the state of Louisiana. Happy birthday to us. Two years later on this date, or perhaps two days from now, the exact date is unclear. The event that gave the Napoleon House its name occurred. Napoleon Bonaparte abdicated as Emperor of France and was exiled to the island of Elba. That's on my bucket list. Nicholas Gerard, former mayor of New Orleans, offered Napoleon an apartment in his building, the corner of St. Louis and Charters. The apartment is now used for private parties by the Napoleon House, one of the city's most famous watering holes. Tom, did Napoleon actually live there? He did, and not only that, but he lived there big time. Really? For, yeah, his original uh, place of life it was right on the Huey P. Uh, not the Huey P. The, uh, it was uh, a, a classic... Uh, <clears throat> You're on saying Bayou that Saint Napoleon John. Bonaparte lived in New Orleans for a period of time. Yeah, but the Bayou St. John was a very big thing for him, and he still that is still used as a fundraiser for a bunch of old prehistoric. He lived there too at Bayou St. John. No, he was more a, a politician sort of guy. Okay, but uh, it's that's an the understatement. Other guys of interest, yeah. I think. All right, that is it for the show, and a wild one it was. If you missed a part of it then you need to check the podcast. Henry, I'm going to have to give you an update on what podcast I'm missing. But um, we have our podcast posted on nomenu.com. You go to nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com, and click on the food show, which is the first thing that comes up. And our podcasts of the show are there. We would love for you to tell a friend about the show. That's how the audience grows and we continue our little food community. It's a great escape from everything else that's out there. We're on two to four every day and you don't have to think about all the dark news out there. You can just be silly with us for two that's hours. Right. It's a lovely escape. Nothing of great import, but a lovely escape. They can download the Simple Radio app. It's free. Type in 990 New Orleans and listen from anywhere. We have our newsletter. If you go to nomenu.com, you'll see a place that says subscribe or join and you sign up there. You get the things that are on the website delivered to your inbox twice a week. That's the Dining Diary. It's Extinct Restaurants. It's Tom's great body of work on all kinds of subjects of food. It's 400 some odd recipes and they're very good ones too. Uh, we also have things that are happening around town, like specials around town that you can take advantage of, places that are just opening after COVID. 
places that close, those kinds of things. N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Please sign up for the newsletter. Please follow us on Instagram at the New Orleans Menu. A lot of pretty pictures there. Our daughter does that for us, and she does a good job with that, too. I want to also mention that it's the 75th anniversary of the station, WGSO. If you go to their website, WGSO.com, there is a button there. It's yellow, and it says Donate. If you click that button, your donation will be tax-deductible. That's because in addition to celebrating 75 years of being the community voice of the Crescent City, the only news talk station that's locally owned, it is also now an IRS designation 501c3. So we'd love for you to participate in the 75 for 75 campaign. Your funds will be welcomed and used for improvements across the station. That's WGSO.com. Go see their beautiful new website. An auction is coming up as well. Tim McNally is also coming up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. And we are done. Have a great evening. WGSO is 4 o'clock. Join me, BJ Rust, every weekday at 6 p.m. for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. The U.S.-Mexico border in Edinburgh, Texas. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio on what he saw at detention centers. Yesterday we saw at the Donna facility one pod which is supposed to, under current COVID protocols, house at a maximum 33 children, and yet... There were 527 kids in that pod alone. So when they say this is chaos and unlike anything we have ever seen, uh, that is true. President Biden is selling his sweeping infrastructure plan. It's a once in a generation investment in America. Unlike anything we've done since we built the interstate highway system and won the space race decades ago. Biden saying he's open to debate and compromise with Republicans. USA Radio News. Woke culture, it's choking America, erasing our history, threatening our freedoms, our laws, and even our police. Now, Grant Stinchfield exposes the secret woke agenda and the hidden players behind this very dangerous movement. Watch Stinchfield tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax TV as he reveals the real dangers to you and your family. Everyone is talking about Stinchfield, because each night he gives you the cold, hard truth you need to know. Newsmax is now America's fastest-growing cable news channel on all major systems. If you don't get it, call your cable operator. Tell them you want Newsmax or you'll switch. Remember, you can get Newsmax free on Roku, YouTube, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, and smart TVs like Samsung, Sony, Vizio, or LG. It's even free on your smartphone. Just download the free Newsmax app and start watching. So find out about Woke and its dangerous plans for America on Grant Stinchfield tonight. Just tune into Newsmax TV. It's real news for real people. Even as Americans receive vaccinations, parts of the United States are seeing a troubling surge in COVID cases. This is especially true for the upper Midwest and Northeast. Michigan is struggling with a strong spike. As these new variants spread across the United States, many people are wondering if the vaccines are able to protect people from them. Dr. Ajish Jha is the dean of Brown University School of Public Health. He tells NBC's Today Show. It is early. We don't know that much about it. Um, all the data we have right now suggests our vaccines are going to hold up. So I remain confident, but obviously we want to test that and make sure that that is the case. But I, I think our vaccines are going to hold up to these mutants. A new report out says Tiger Woods was going 83 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone when he crashed his vehicle earlier this year near Los Angeles. 
The 45-year-old suffering leg injuries but won't face any charges or citations. USA Radio News. Peek into Brennan's, the Grand Dame restaurant on historic Royal Street in the French Quarter, to find The Roost, a quintessential and elegant southern bar overlooking a lush courtyard that welcomes all to partake in the merriment of New Orleans. The amusing aviary-inspired bar is home not only to the most progressive wine and food experience in New Orleans, but also an innovative cocktail program of traditional classics with distinctly relevant twists by the hand of lead bartender Lou Brow. Pop in and celebrate at Brennan's, Roost Bar at any hour of the day, your Caribbean milk punch awaits. WGSO from the Bucharest to Bunchell Square. Things have changed. WGSO. Do you know what it means to love New Orleans? Celebrating 75 years, we are the community voice of the Crescent City. WGSO 990 AM. Thunderstorms coming through overnight. That's mostly the early morning hours and mostly before daybreak as well. Pretty solid tonight after midnight. They'll move out and then throughout the day tomorrow, we'll have more scattered thunderstorms than what we've seen during the daylight hours. Overnight lows tonight in the 60s, tomorrow near 80. Rain chance moving out tomorrow night and then in returning chance of scattered storms and showers Friday, Friday afternoon and evening. Rains also Saturday, potentially heavy by then, 80-ish each day. Rob Sanji, WGSO. Come to the Slidell Gun and Knife Show, April 10th and 11th, to see thousands of handguns, rifles, and shotguns, plus knives, personal protection items, and ammunition. Bring your gun to sell or trade. They offer appraisals and instant background checks. The Slidell Gun and Knife Show at the Harbor Center, Slidell. Take I-10 to Oak Harbor, Exit 261. Saturday, April 10th, 9 to 5. Sunday, April 11th, 10 to 4. Take I-10 to Oak Harbor, Exit 261. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now, here's your host, Tim McNally. going we're uh, rolling along here on the dine wine and spirit show although we haven't been for very long i, th- I say for 15 20 seconds so far so uh, thank you for being with us 79 degrees out there in the city of new orleans um humidity is 63 percent we are looking for a little rain in the middle of the night uh that's likely and uh, it'll probably be gone uh, by the time you get up in the morning and then returning in the middle of tomorrow afternoon. So we are going to be in for a few days of rain here. And uh, uh, tonight may be, I mean, you're going to be in bed likely at uh, 1 or 2 a.m. all the way over until 4 a.m. But uh, we are looking for some rain at that time and potentially uh, some lightning. 
and all that. So it ought to be a little, uh, little dramatic. Uh, you'll sleep through it uh, and all. But uh, the temperature is staying in the upper 70s today and tomorrow. Uh, on Friday, a little warmer, um, low 80s, and then uh, and off we go. I mean, that, that's where we're going to be for